Hello, and thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and this is episode 62, in which we are going to be discussing the latest Pixar film. This one, nine years in the making, Toy Story 4 has finally arrived. Joining me today, as always, Tom. Hello. Travis. Oh my god. Wait your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Travis. Yo, yo, yo. All right, Tom, what were you saying? I said it is I. (laughs) Tom. So, uh, Toy Story 4. We're going to be getting into that in a couple minutes here. But uh, first things first, I just got back from Vegas. Vegas. A couple Mm. days ago. I Mm. spent uh, three nights there. And uh, I don't think Vegas is for me. Well, Have either of you been? Never been. No, but I don't know about you, Travis. I received two text messages from Matt. Yeah, I think we're on the same thread. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. First one. Why did nobody tell me that Vegas is filled with all of the people in the world that I hate most? Yep. <laughs> Text number two. This is about six hours later. I changed my mind. Vegas is the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> so I believe there was a considerable amount of alcohol uh-huh. in between those two texts. So uh-huh. Makes sense. I think I fall somewhere in the middle. Um, it's really, really fucking expensive. Like really? every single thing you do costs so much money. Like I, I paid. So I paid for this trip. I brought my girlfriend and my parents. So I was like, you shouldn't do that. You can get to Vegas for cheap. Well, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like you could, the, the flights and stuff, the hotel room wasn't super cheap, but, uh, and then once we were there, my plan was kind of like, I'm going to let them pay for stuff. Cause mm. I paid for the whole trip. Turns out it's also really fucking expensive once you get there. So, uh, Pony up. Chip in for for some stuff. Um, Annie up. But it's just like, yeah, I spent, <laughs> I lost $200, I think, gambling. Uh, my dad was doing pretty good. At one point, the last night we were there, he hit a couple, you know, $100, $150. And uh, he was also drunk, so he kept, like, just giving me and Haley 20s, and we kept trying to refuse them. And he was, I'm just going to drop this on the floor if you don't grab it. Better grab it, better grab it, like, pulling out his hand, <laughs> shit like that. Um, so he was having a good time, but I just got destroyed gambling. Because they do the thing where you, like, you hit, you know, like, $5, you get $10, you get the little bonus thing in the jackpot, not the jackpot, in the slot machine where you, like, look up at the screen, and it's like, you get to spin the wheel, or you get to watch Batman and Robin climb the fucking building and oh, collect yeah. coins, you know, shit like that. So it gets you amped up, but then you end up just losing your money the more you play. That's how it works. And but do you mostly play slots? I only played in slots. That was the only thing I gambled with. Uh, too intimidated by the card tables. You didn't want to... Tap your Knock on, on the wood? table. <laughs> oh, that thing? Hit me. Call or check or... That's check, right? And call? Uh, I think it's just... Is a that com- hit? It's like a command key. Oh, shit. It's like the X button on the PlayStation. Yeah, right. Just like... <laughs> well, um, I don't know, actually. I think it means hit me. I think so, too. Well, when you're playing blackjack, it does. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Mm-hmm. People do that playing poker, too. Yeah, don't play like... poker. Well, you can call, you, you check, is that what you, do you knock when Don't you check ask in? me. <laughs> you guys aren't card players? I've played poker a few times, but I wouldn't consider myself a poker player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't, so I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I believe it now. My mom was telling me that the casinos pump oxygen into the that. air. You can't, it's like really, really hard to get drunk in Vegas. Like I drank more 
every day I was in Vegas than I have since I was in college and I was not hungover once. What? Last night I had three beers with Haley and I woke up with a splitting headache. <laughs> I went to bed drunk. Like, Gotta get oxygen. <laughs> Wait, what is this oxygen thing that helps you not get drunk? I don't know the science behind it, but they're doing... You sure they weren't just bringing you weak drinks? Well, no, because I was drinking beer basically the whole time. Mm. There, So like... The drinks are really expensive if you're not gambling. Like, if you're gambling, some depending on which casino you're at, the waitresses will come by and be like, hey, what do you want? You can get a beer. And that's reliable, right? So what's really expensive? So if you are purchasing your alcohol, we're talking like $9 for Coors Light. That's how New like, York is for alcohol. It's insane. Everywhere, like everywhere? It was like $9 for a PBR, like a tall can. What the and fuck? And like $20 cocktails, like... 17 to 20 dollar range where were you hanging out just like just well, ev- random yeah, bars was that wherever much. we went it was like that was kind of like the standard jesus yeah so that's expensive even starbucks it's like two or three dollars more for whatever you want like i spent like 32 dollars the first morning we were there on just two coffees and some wow. breakfast sandwiches well, you're gonna say four coffees. <laughs> <laughs> um and then they the casino we stayed at they have like a, a huge like pool complex and they have a like a lazy river so Haley and i were gonna go float the lazy river we get there lockers eleven dollars so it's like all right fine whatever we'll store our stuff inner tubes twenty two dollars a pop so we were like to rent to no well you get to buy them you can't oh, okay. rent them they make you buy the inner tubes that's so stupid so it would have cost us forty four dollars so we were like you know what a lot of people were just walking the lazy river so like we're gonna do that we go to the bar to get drinks Fifteen dollars each for like a like a frozen like slushy uh, cocktail. Didn't couldn't even taste the alcohol. I don't know if it was just because we were outside. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just pumping out <laughs> the air. So fresh in Vegas. <laughs> uh, so it spent thirty dollars to like not feel anything. It was nice, you know, holding the drink and yeah, it was really hot. So just everything, dude. Uh, and the people there, it's a lot of just rude fucking assholes who think they fucking run the place like when we got there, there was a guy we were checking in and the guy next to us like wanted to talk to a manager to complain about the service he got totally adequate service he just didn't get what he wanted so he was yeah. like talking shit he's from boston or something he had like a philly or boston accent something like that slow walkers fucking everywhere and that's one Don of my biggest pet peeves <laughs> is slow walkers so just like navigating the sea of people in the casinos and on the strip but it was a good time, you know. Just playing the slots are fun. You find your game that you like. Is there a Star Wars one? Losing money. I didn't see a Star Wars one. I saw Walking Dead, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. I sent you guys Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. I played a rad Batman game that was like Adam West, like 60s style Batman. That was really cool. Um, go to any EDM shows? God you no. See Skrillex? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Although the MGM where we were staying, every Sunday they have like a huge like pool party. And the DJ cycle between Tiesto, Zed, and like one other like big EDM date. Like even I know the name of Steve them, you know. Aoki. No, not him. <laughs> uh, all in all, I don't know. I'll probably be back at some point, but uh, I'm going to be more well prepared to spend a bunch of money because mm-hmm. I didn't have much money saved. So it was like mm-hmm. all the fun stuff you want to do costs a lot of money. So we basically just. Drank for free as much as we could by gambling and just kind of walked around the strip, you know? Can't you just carry a drink wherever, though? Everywhere, yeah. The only exception... uh, Like, 
make drinks up up in your room. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Can you bring a glass bottle on the sidewalk? No, so no glass. So if you go somewhere where they bring you, you it, glass. Right? You can't bring your glass with you, but most places will serve it to you in plastic. If they bring you like a glass oh, okay. beer bottle, you can't leave with that. But uh, yeah, not really my scene, but it was a good time. Got to go to Mexico or like Dominican Republic next time. Let's do it for dirt cheap. Oh well, yeah, and you get unlimited free drinks there. <laughs> it's only if you stay at uh, like well, yeah, an inclusive at resort. resort. But, yeah, that's the way to do it. Cool. That's all I got. What's going on? I don't have a ton of stuff to report on. You did say you had a story you wanted to tell. It was a while ago. I want to tell it. <laughs> it's too intimate. Maybe, mm. but my uh, the class I'm taking at Bellevue College is coming to an end, which is very exciting. Wow, it was a tough one this quarter. Yeah, intro to like web development, like web programming. Mm-hmm. JavaScript is a bitch. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds rough. Yeah. That's about it, though, for me. Okay. Well, I had my baby shower last weekend. That was a lot of fun. Mm. I met your Travis mom. was there. Yeah? That was the highlight of the the show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she was so excited. She's like, are Matt and Travis going to be here? <laughs> uh, I feel like I should watch my language now, though. <laughs> no. Why? Is she so now. sweet or something? Yes. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're the one who watches a lot of movies. <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, no, she's committed. Huge fan. So just carry on. Cool. Um, let's see. Uh, no other stories. I found the cat last night eating the head of a bird. So that was cool. <laughs> nice. Just the head? The head was gone. <laughs> like She was like working on the next stump. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she's... Adjusting well. <laughs> nice. Did she bring it inside, or you just go out there and you found her with the with no? The carcass? I couldn't find. Her. She wouldn't come in, and I she was meowing outside, and I like found her in the dark with my camera phone. She wanted you to my, see my, it. My phone light, <laughs> and then um, she's just like there, hunched over a dead bird, acting all weird and eating it. It's gross. Needless to say, she did not sleep with us last night. She didn't sleep in the living room. Mm. <laughs> Harriet the Hunter? Yeah. That's her name, right? Harriet? Yeah, Harriet mm-hmm. the Hunter. She spies the birds first. <laughs> <laughs> and then she hunts them down mercilessly. Right. Cool. The great detective. Correct. So, that's it for me. Yeah, I was bummed I couldn't make the shower. It was like the afternoon we were flying out. And my parents, like, arrived right around the time your shower started. So it was like... It's just how it goes. Could have just done what I did, show up for, like, a half hour. My parents were already... Had already shown up in my apartment by the time I was supposed to start. So there wasn't... Like, unless I brought my parents. But. We, uh, we missed our friend's shower because it was on the exact same weekend. They're due five days after us. So... Mm-hmm. Fucking... <laughs> you guys just didn't coordinate that, or... Who well, was the first to strike? Whose fault is it for booking at the same weekend? Actually, we started... We booked pretty early, but um, it was just like as Sarah was realizing that she had like one free weekend for the next like six months, she was like, oh, uh oh, I better schedule this baby shower. And then they talked to each other and they're like, ah, this is the only one that works for us too. So it wasn't like a big deal. It's just, I mean, of course it would happen that way. 
and then we started realizing other similarities like we have the exact same crib and then we they were like okay well you know we wouldn't normally be worried about this but seeing as we've uh aligned on all other items we should probably talk about baby names <laughs> they're like just tell me does yours start with uh and then they gave us a letter and we were like yes <laughs> so anyway it's been pretty funny cool all right anything else before we dive into our toy story 4 review i think that's it all right let's do this thing we got a clip let's listen Uh, hey, howdy. Hey there. Uh, sorry to bother you, but... Why, you're not a bother at all. We were just out for my early morning stroll. And look, <laughs> we met you. My name is Gabby Gabby, and this is my very good friend, Benson. Oh, uh, Woody. Pleasure to meet you. Well, it's nice to meet you, Woody. And you are... This is Forky. I'm trash. Uh, our, our, our kid made him. Kid? Toys around here don't have kids. Are you two lost? Lost? <laughs> no, no, but we are looking for a lost toy. She's a figurine, used to be in that lamp in the window. Name's Bo Peep. Bo Peep? Oh, yes, I know Bo. You do? Hop on in. We'll take you to her. Oh, well, you don't have to do that. <laughs> well, okay. Okay, Toy Story 4 is the latest animated feature film from Pixar Animation Studios coming Nine years after Toy Story 3, and something like 24 years after the original Toy Story. Plot synopsis reads, When a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang, a road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy. Directed by first-time director Josh Cooley. Film stars Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Annie Potts, Tony Hale... Keegan-Michael Key, Jordan Peele, Keanu Reeves. Big cast list here. Big cast list. Christina Hendricks, is she on there? She is. She's a new character, Gabby Gabby. Uh. I didn't know that. I was like, I know that voice, but I had to look it up afterwards. Um, so, I, when this movie was first announced, I was pretty like, uh, like, do we really need another Toy Story? Mm-hmm. The third one seemingly ended so so perfectly i was like this just seems like a cash grab why are they doing this so i went into it you know pixar has a high bar of quality i've enjoyed almost all of their films quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, the preceding three films are not only some of my favorite animated films ever they're some of my favorite movies i love them to death so what did you guys think of the fourth chapter of the toy story saga who should kick it off? Me? Yeah. Sure. Uh, just saw this within the last yeah, this morning, couple right? hours. Uh, liked it a lot. Um, return to form for the franchise. Uh, return to form? <laughs> I what are you implying is, there? <laughs> I would say it's uh, my least favorite of the four, though. But it's still a banger. I would agree. Yeah. We can get into more um, later. I thought the but... animation looked pretty awesome. Like, it looked pretty realistic in some instances yeah i thought it was pretty fantastic um it's kind of cool though just seeing the progression of animation through each installment um i thought like the story and everything was good and it was nice like catching up with the characters again i did think that there was a couple conveniences this time around like it seems like they broke a couple rules that they normally wouldn't break just to like make the plot move which was 
kind of annoying because I always like to see them like come up with creative ways to get out of things. But this one, it seems like it was a little lazy. Um, but I did enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, kind of piggybacking on that. I I would say it happens more than a couple times. The first three movies are so the way they lay out like the rules of the world like they can't be seen they're supposed to return to their original position they break that occasionally through the first three movies like even in the first movie woody like talks to to oh, whatever right. his name is <laughs> yeah. rex or uh, uh set spikes no <laughs> no spud is the dog's name what the fuck is his name? The guy, the kid with the crossbone yeah. shirt, Sid. Sid. Sid, yes. Um, at the end, Woody like talks to him, you know. But be- beyond that, like in this movie, they're like Woody's posing on a phone while someone's looking at him. He's completely changing position, and the characters just like don't notice. Like, sure, maybe once, like, oh yeah, whatever. He wasn't there before, but he just disappears all the time. And Bonnie's like, "Where's Woody? Where's Forky?" It's like, yeah. So yeah, but Bonnie's like four. She's five. She's in kindergarten. <laughs> she should know better. <laughs> she has object permanence. <clears throat> um. So that was stuff that it didn't bother me per se, but it stuck out to me, and it was like you said, a little bit of an annoyance, just because they s- seem to be so faithful to that concept in the first three. Yeah. But beyond that, like I'd say, it's arguably the funniest of the four. Yeah, I actually liked the change up. Um, you know, I liked how the toys had a little bit more agency in the real world. And, uh, this is one of my favorite Toy Story movies. Maybe, I think I like it more than three and no. two. No, dog. <laughs> yeah, I rewatched three pretty recently and I did not have the same love for it that I had for it when I first saw it. Fair enough. Maybe we can circle back around to that later. Uh, there, there, there's some stuff I want to talk <laughs> for, about in, in for an ass whooping. Well, no, just I think we can tie it into spoilers. Like, there's some stuff that happens in this movie uh, that I think we should circle back around to. But just generally speaking, I was a little thrown by how little the original cast of toys was in this movie. Mm. It's always been Woody's series, right? I mean, you know, it's Woody, Buzz, and all of them, but it's always been Woody's story. Yeah. And even Buzz in this movie is, like, barely present, like... It's yeah. him spending a lot of time with Bo Peep and the new cast of characters, which I did like and I thought were funny, but it just, I, I both appreciate it and kind of disliked the fact that they spent so much time on the new characters because this is the fourth one of these fucking movies, right? So you don't want to spend all your time with pork chop or ham, I guess, you know, right. cracking jokes and, and Rex he being like scared in. and annoyed. Yeah. Everybody gets like one or two lines, you know? Yeah. But even Jesse and Bullseye, like she, Jesse is a pretty major character in two and three, and she's also barely in well, this. I mean, she gets her moments without spoiling it. Yeah, she does get, I'll say, a big moment or two, but she's like she barely like, gets any like screen time or any like dialogue or like really anything in this movie. I think, I think that I was actually pretty satisfied with the division of screen time and the way that they gave the more critical toys all there do um in some way you know they all have at least one one scene where they get to do their thing but i liked that it focused on woody because it was his character that still had like meaningful development to to take place so you know when you were talking about whether or not we needed a fourth toy story 
I think um, I think they showed that yes, it was a worthwhile like po- portion of the character development to see, but really only for Woody. Yeah, out of the original cast, everybody else is pretty much where they are. Yeah, don't buzz and um, and uh, Jesse is that her name? Yeah, don't they have their thing? Don't they? Like, oh yeah, they they're they in fuck love all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but that's in. Toy Story Three, right? Yeah, you don't so really see that. They're they're solidified. They're they're done. They're a couple, and they are like, you know, they've made their thing happen. So yes, they didn't need to be involved except as supporters for Woody. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if we necessarily needed this one, even after it's over and everything. But I still enjoyed what we got. Well, I mean, what do you really need? You know. Well, yeah. Did you need a Toy Story series at all? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're getting down to the, the bare necessities of life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I do think that some of the themes that are explored in this movie are pretty adults. I mean, yeah, dealing like the with most adult. like mortality and destiny and like finding your purpose. Scary. Yeah. It was I did like that. Yeah. Element. I loved the villain, uh the whole thing about the villainous characters. Yeah. The way that they were handled and the way that they were a little bit more Synthetic. complex or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of like this movie right here. Whack <laughs> Panther. <laughs> well, no, uh, I get why you say that, but that's another thing that I want to talk about in spoilers is kind of what they do with, with this, this villain in the movie. But that that was interesting. There were some pretty freaky moments. Like when the, uh, the, the creepy dolls in the secondhand store are introduced. Oh yeah. There's a scene where they're being pursued and they go behind like a cabinet and the dolls are just like pushing their way through and contorting their body. Like it was you guys genuinely kind of creepy. You yeah. guys ever see attack on Titan? No, it's exactly what the Titans look like in those movies. They're all like weird, weirdly like slack and big and they run sort of stupid and they have these, you know, big hanging jaws and staring eyes that sort of like loll around until they finally get close <laughs> enough to eat somebody. It's exactly what they look like. I thought uh, Keanu's character was going to play a bigger role. I mean, I, he has some pretty important moments. Yeah. And he's he's a pretty funny character, but he's not the most interesting character. Mm-hmm. I thought... He's uh, like a Ken doll. Version. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Ducky and Bunny were a nice addition, though. They were cracking yeah. me up. Those oh, are yeah, the characters voiced by, by Key and Peele. Um, yeah, they're pretty funny. That was pretty nice. And it was similar to the third one in the sense that it's a pretty straightforward, like, kind of adventure, like, search and rescue type of thing when you actually look at the, the plot itself. Yeah. But some of the themes that are explored I thought were pretty profound. And I don't think it had the same emotional impact as the third. Um, but yeah. it was it was pretty intense. And I, I definitely did tear up at the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, they were playing on different things. Like, the third one is more about, like, childhood and growing up, and this one's more about, like, a specific character arc. Yeah. I think part of the reason why the fourth one, I think, is going to ultimately end up being my least favorite is that I grew up with the Toy Story movies. Like, I know you guys did, too, to an extent, but, like, when the first one came out, I was four years old. 
I think Andy was supposed to be like six or something in that, right? And then I was obsessed with those movies and those characters. I had a, a Woody doll. I had a Buzz doll. I had a Toy Story birthday. And then when the third one came out, which is about, you know, like you said, about growing up, Andy's going to college, it came out the summer after my first year of college, you know? So the emotional impact of that, I feel like, came at the exact right time and place in my life to really just hit me like a ton of bricks, you know what I mean? Yeah. This one coming nine years after that, it's still a kid's movie. I still love these characters, but it doesn't have... I don't have the same nostalgia for it, you know? Because this is the fourth in the series, you know what I mean? Like, there was a big gap between two and three, and there's a big gap in the film itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? This one, it's like, there's, what, a year between three and four in the world? Because Bonnie goes from preschool to kindergarten, right? You know? Right. So, I guess it just, it's, I don't know if it's fair to the movie to put my own, like, experience into my watching of the films, but it just didn't resonate the same way that the older ones did, if that makes yeah. sense. No, I agree. I mean, and I think it it's valid. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention, General, we before we about talk Forky. about spoilers? Oh, fuck. Fucking Forky. He's <laughs> so good. Great character. I yeah. love Forky. Uh, all of the trash stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. I talk about being trash <laughs> myself all the time. Um, that was really fun. Uh, he was cracking me up. And Tony Hale is just so mm-hmm. great as the voice. Just You get the neurotic like kind of nervousness that permeates yeah. the character. That was really good. There's some payoff with Forky. Um, really all the new characters. Pretty yeah, solid. Yeah, he also... Uh... He ha- he plays this weird like bridging role between the the villain characters and the hero characters. That was really interesting and, and <clears throat> different from previous movies. And there's a really funny moment between him and the villain. I don't know if you guys will remember it. We can talk about it in spoilers, but it, it had me. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the skunk car, the Bo Peep has. Yeah. That was pretty fun. It just it was such a yeah. different feel to this one mm-hmm. you know they took a lot of like liberties with it and um they even did those weird like hypothetical scenarios that we've seen in a million thing million other things but not in a toy story movie with the with the key peel characters mm-hmm. where they're laying out their plans oh, that, yeah. was that was so funny <laughs> even at the very end they had one that was <laughs> so good <clears throat> uh yeah that stuff was good and it's you know it's short it's a brisk hundred minute long movie uh there's no wasted time you get from the beginning to the end i don't think uh there's there's nothing i would take out of the movie other than some of those like kind of flagrant like disregard for the quote-unquote rules of this world you know what i mean yeah um but even then it made for an entertaining movie yeah um yeah loved it loved it loved it okay now any other general impressions no. I got nothing. Okay. Let's drop some star ratings. Five stars. Giving it five. Five stars. Hey, we got okay, a new... we uh, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new uh, member of the Certified Banger Club. We do. It just... Fe- it, I don't know. It kind of feels weird giving it five compared to the other three Toy Story movies, in my opinion, but just as a general movie, I still think it's pretty awesome. Totally. Well, yeah. We're old men now, you know? Yeah. We're not going to feel the same way so about is, this movie. So is Woody and Buzz. <laughs> Actually, I think one of the weirdest things about watching this movie is like, do kids today play with toys still? Do they do that? 
Yeah, yeah, young kids do. How long though? Because it, I feel pro- like my brother's kids still play with seven years old. Dolls like, and just stuff. give me a smartphone. Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of it depends on how uh, early you introduce like tablets and phones. Yeah, parenting probably has a big thing to do with it too. Yeah, I think it's um, I don't know, kind of a bummer to give up toys in favor of a tablet. Because naturally, you would just probably gravitate towards the tablet over the toys if you had the choice. But yeah, the tablet. If you don't have the choice, in, then infinite <laughs> variety. Whereas your toy is just always your toy, and you gotta use your own brain to make it fun. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. This is totally off topic, but I wonder, like, as we're going down this road, if there's going to be like research studies that come out that show like imagination isn't something you can really like study scientifically just because it's all happening in your head but it does seem like when you're on a tablet kids don't really like there's just something presented in front of them and they push buttons or they do whatever like they don't have the chance to really like use their imagination and come up with these scenarios like i remember as a kid playing with action figures and stuff like all sorts of crazy scenarios and like little worlds you would create when you're playing when you're doing playtime yeah when you're on a tablet it's like oh i'm playing candy crush i'm racing the car i'm doing whatever you know there's less it's a lot more narrow when it comes to like developing like curiosity and creativity i guess yeah i can totally see the argument for why you would give your kid a copy of Minecraft instead of a box of Legos. Because Yeah, that's there, a good example. There are so many things you can do in Minecraft. You know, you can spend hundreds of hours in there doing whatever you want and building whatever you want. And it's essentially the same idea, but it's not quite the same. For me, I feel like Legos are that's what I want my kid playing with, not Minecraft. Oh, I I'm, I'm Minecraft all the way. Yeah, fair Gotta enough. start him young. <laughs> Just make sure you pick up that shit when you're done. I don't want to step on it. <laughs> that was in this movie, right? Wasn't there? A- oh no, I watched a different movie that had like a Lego bit. Mm. Never mind. Lego movie. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into spoilers. So if you've not yet seen Toy Story Four, check the show notes. Skip ahead. You guys want to start at the end? Well, okay, so first question. Do you think there's going to be another Toy Story? I know if I had asked that question when we were, if we were reviewing Toy Story 3, we probably all would have said no. And yet here we are at Toy Story 4. I feel like this has an even more final, like, you know, it's like a, the sense of finality is a little, cause yeah. Woody essentially breaks off from the toys. Like he chooses to stay with Bo Peep and live his life, you know? Yep. Do you have another Toy Story where it's just Woody and, and Bo and, and new toys? Uh, meet? No, like, if Bo Peep doesn't. If it happens, it's definitely like it's definitely like uh, something happened. Woody and Bo have been separated, Give and the then he runs into together. Buzz, and then they have to like find a way to get back together or something like that. Just like a weird freak reunited situation, right? Yeah, I mean, if you think about the conveniences of Bo even being in this movie in the first place, it's like a lot of things oh, had on, to guys. happen for this stuff. The whole series is weird conveniences. This one more so than the others. Yeah. You don't really have that in the first Toy Story because they're kind of on, they know where they need to go in the first Toy Story, right? They're on the way to Pizza Planet. 
they get out of pizza planet yeah sure they happen to be at a gas station where there's a pizza planet delivery truck you know stuff like that there are conveniences but it's this a big world out there for them to show up in this little town on oh, a road trip please. where bo peep happens to be this is so come on you gotta admit that's a pretty big leap when we're talking conveniences in this series I don't... unprecedented in the series yeah, I would say out of all of the movies, this is easily the most convenient one from like a story level. Maybe my memory sucks, but this one felt more convenient at times than I remember the previous ones. Well, even in the third one, they go to the dump, right? But they ride a garbage truck there and they ride a garbage truck back. Is it convenient that they happen to get on a truck that's assigned to the route that their house is on? Yeah. Yes, but... Like the the convenience of <laughs> yes. of them getting the RV back to the theme park in this movie, it felt like way forced compared to stuff in the other movies. Like, I wasn't super stoked on like the on GPS that. part, and like that just felt way too like over the top, like of breaking the rules compared to stuff in the other ones. Like I just felt they were more creative or more clever with the conveniences in the other movies because they've they've always broken the rules, like you said, like even from the first one, but. It feels like they broke the rules the most in this one. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't disagree. I just, uh, it didn't bother me. It didn't really I mean, bother me. We all, we all gave it five stars. Yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about if we had to nitpick some stuff, that that's where I would go. Mm. Totally. Um, okay. So, I mean, the ending, uh, they get back to the RV. You think Woody is saying his goodbye to Bo Peep, and then he has, you know, the decision where he wants to live his life but there's a really good line from buzz when they're you know facing each other on the canopy of the rv and buzz says uh she's gonna be okay and you think he's talking about bo peep but he's talking about bonnie he's basically giving him permission like you've done your job woody like you've been there for this kid go out there she's gonna be okay we're gonna be okay like i i don't know i start crying during that no, that scene. was a good know. moment honestly like leading up to that moment like the big finale type thing i was thinking this was like a four and a half or whatever but then that kind of just set it off for me well it's, i mean that's that's it's not the end of woody's journey but it's the biggest character development that he's received he's always been about loyalty and being there for his kid yeah and he comes to realize well, they really hammered that home with this one yes. like him like losing sleep over making sure forky's always there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that stuff was and good forky <laughs> such a good idea well they also get into not really but i think the, the last shot of the movie is like Somebody asks Forky, like, how are you alive or something? And he's oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that's just how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> so that stuff was good. Um, but the the moment right before that I thought was also really good. Um, we should talk about Gabby Gabby. So Toy Story 2 and 3, the villain is kind of a reveal. Like, you know, kind of have a feeling who the villain's going to be, at least in the third one. The second one that kind of came out of nowhere, you have a seemingly good character who ends up flipping and having an ulterior motive, and they end up becoming the villain, right? I don't remember who the villain is in the second one. The Prospector. Oh, yeah, Prospector. Uh, Lotso. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Lotso 
very similar arc. Like if I had one thing, Lotso that I, is still the goat. No, I don't, yes, <laughs> he's. I like him as a villain, but he's too samey to the prospector. I think anyway. Yeah, but just even down to the voice, his character design, the voice totally. by Ned Beatty, like it's he's different enough. It's amazing. But you have <laughs> so in two and three, you have a character who starts out you think will be good. They end up flipping. They're the villain, right? This movie turns that around, and it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. As soon as she's introduced, you're like, oh, this girl is fucking creepy. She's trying to steal Woody's voice box. But they turn her into such a sympathetic character because she actually does end up being really nice and sweet. Like, she's very kind to Forky. Yeah. You think he's going to be, like, torture or, like, held captive or something. But they literally just, like, talk. Yeah. You know, he tells her Woody's story and she ends up becoming a very sympathetic character because she sees woody who is this this toy who's been loved for a very long time and has had tons and tons of moments where he gets to feel that yeah she wants what he's had his whole life basically yeah totally and then woody ultimately ends up making the sacrifice for her but also for you know the kid he wants to make another kid happy at his own expense right but yeah i think he does it knowing like he's gonna basically make two people's lives better right and i kind of saw it coming that she was gonna get rejected right you know like it, it was the emotional impact was still there but to ultimately be at the carnival and they see the lost kid like that I was a really like sweet moment switcheroo because i thought she was going to be going with the gang and then they're like oh no just <laughs> yeah that was cool though i mean like that was i thought that was a really touching moment because this girl is like scared and lost and then she sees this opportunity to like comfort this girl and she does you know she's like really coy like they try to give gabby gabby instructions like step out of the shadows she's like really coy like yep. with her back to the thing like. and then keen peel used one of their tactics mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what did they call that one I can't remember this. It sounded like Bullseye or something. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of carnival game reference. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. I, I liked her arc a lot. I thought she was a really interesting character, especially compared to the previous two, to kind of t- flip the script a little bit. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Um, I think that's about it for spoilers. Can you guys remember the funniest moment that I'm thinking of? With Bunny and Ducky? No. Or with Gabby Gabby and, and, and Forky? And Forky. No. Drawing a blank. Is when he when she gets all sad watching the girl, and then he just puts his weird little wire hand. Oh, on the hair. <laughs> <laughs> slow motion! Oh, I was dying. Yeah, that was so really funny. Funny. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a kids' movie. There's lots of emotional moments, but the series does a really good job of turning like heartache into laughter. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there's so many situations where I'm just crying 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 and then something happens and it just you know it lifts your spirits yeah there was a moment i forget exactly what happened but that kind of humor where woody's like you know like stone-faced or whatever and like he's basically being rejected but he has the face like it's so like i don't know like sympathetic like just like blanket on the word um what are you thinking of when Woody's just like, he's like dead face, you know, like he's like playing as a doll, mm-hmm. but he's like being rejected, but he still has like a smile. Oh, on his when face. Bo Peep is driving away and he's like lying there watching her in the in the flashback. 
No, I think it's later on. I forget. But it's like, I laughed at it, even though it was supposed to be kind of sad, just because of the way his face was. Like, it just reminded me of like a meme almost, like that moment <laughs> when and you're just... <laughs> so I forget, at the beginning, it's kind of like a rescue mission with RC. Does he save RC? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. He yeah. does? Okay. But then Bo... That's but I don't Bo remember when taken. RC left the series. He wasn't in three. Yeah. Is he in two? Hmm... I think so. He's not involved very much, but he's still in Andy's room. I don't know why he left. I liked RC. He's probably broken. They never put new batteries in him. So (laughs) what I meant. Real quick before we move on, I have seen some like annoying Twitter hot takes. This is a kids movie, right? Like there's some adult themes. It's affecting, but it's a kids movie, right? I saw somebody criticizing this movie essentially calling it like ableist because you have this doll who is defective and the only way for her to have worth is by fixing her defect they basically they were making the case that it's insulting to people with disabilities and i'm like it's a fucking toy if you get a toy and it is defective out of the box you're gonna be like either let's return this toy and get one that fucking works or fuck this toy, I'm not going to play with it, right? We're not nope. talking about people here. find beauty in its imperfections. Which you... <laughs> the movie kind of does do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just think it's so stupid. They're like, oh, it's insulting to people with disabilities. It's like... People are just going to find a way like, to... I have no response take. for that. It's <laughs> Just leave it alone. Like, why do you have to, like, criticize a movie? Like, you're... It feels like a, a big-time reach to me. Oh, yeah. Because if you actually look at it literally as opposed to trying to read into the film, it's a defective toy. Yeah. No one wants a defective toy. Okay, maybe not no one. You know what I mean? A defective toy gets donated to the children's shelter or something because nobody, the original owner didn't want it. You know what I mean? Fucking Twitter hot takes, man. I don't know. That, That person... I don't like their opinion. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else you guys want to say about Toy Story 4 before we move on? No. Bring on Toy no. Story 5. You think it'll happen? I think it will. This movie's going to make a ton of money, I'm sure. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be that mad because I loved this one. So yeah, I thought they were done. But I would be curious where they, they go. Maybe they go in a completely different direction. Maybe they just follow Buzz and Tablet Story One, Jesse and her tribe. Yeah, it, right. it, it's clear that they Pixar treats this franchise in particular with great care. Like I think that's their baby. They only made this movie because they finally came up with like an idea that they thought was good enough. You know what I mean? And it was. I do like this movie a lot. Yeah. I don't. Th- if we get another one, I think it's going to be quite a long time, and only if they come up with an idea that the you know the, well, the, the studio loves the voice cast is getting pretty old so. they're not gonna die but at a hey, certain point you, they're gonna get the old man voice like tom hanks predict. is not gonna sound the same forever <laughs> you know what i mean no i felt like this movie you could kind of tell like a, a slight variation in the voice compared to the first three like you can kind of hear the age finally just a tad uh sure a little bit they're a little more grumbly than when he especially when like woody is like exclaiming like it's a little bit louder you can hear it a little bit more in his voice yeah um okay you guys ready to move on yeah okay that was toy story 4 
let's move on to what else we've been watching. Uh, we'll make this relatively quick. I have quite a few things that I watch, but I'm not going to talk about all of it. Travis, do you have uh, a lot on the docket this um, week? Not really. I haven't watched a ton. Um, Tom, you have a couple things, right? Um, or a thing. A thing. <laughs> all right. What time is it? I should probably go first. Yeah, you can bounce. You gotta be back by three, right? Yeah, with all the traffic, you might wanna. Um, You gotta hear all my. (laughs) You know, all my things. (laughs) (laughs) I watched Pitch Perfect. This is my first time. Mm. Yeah. But I am sure that everybody else has already seen it, so. I won't belabor it, except to say that I thought it was pretty good. Pretty funny. Three and a half stars. Yeah. Better than you would expect, right? Going into it, more enjoyable. Yeah, I guess so. It kind of has a reputation. I mean, you finished now. it. That's that says something. I was on a plane. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nowhere else to go. <laughs> uh, who's that? That guy from Workaholics, Adam Devine. He's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if it was one of you guys. I know Sarah has said this. I don't know if you guys have too, but he is kind of like Jack Black a little bit. His style of comedy, his like sing songiness, is uh, just even the fact that he's just like kind of a chubby 30 year old guy <laughs> you know uh he really reminds me a lot of young jack black yeah he's like uh the like millennial bro version of jack black exactly yeah i could see that um yeah it was a good time um oh i also f- watched um the matrix hmm. rewatch banger banger yeah Action doesn't hit the way it used to, what? but now I appreciate the movie more, <laughs> for its, it. Not all of it does. more for its story than for its action, which would have been reversed. I still think there's a lot years. of cool action moments in it. Like the opening little chase is pretty cool with Trinity. The helicopter mm-hmm. scene is pretty awesome. I think the helicopter scene, the lobby scene is not is amazing. Awesome. The lobby scene still holds up. The lobby scene is kind of cool. The concept of it is pretty rad. Yeah. Them like going in with all the guns and right it's very weird too to watch them just shoot cops like shoot 12 cops <laughs> it's like what <laughs> am i watching uh yeah good movie i don't know if i want to go down the rabbit hole of all three or if i would want to just i did that it. Recently, yeah, I'm I'm Matrix curious right now, yeah. especially with like Keanu being like I know. on top of the world he's right now. Such a thing right now. Oh yeah, he's huge. They're talking about him entering the MCU. Apparently, they they I don't remember who said maybe Kevin Feig or whatever that guy's name is, like the head yeah. of Marvel Studios. He says that they like reach out to Keanu basically every time they make a movie, being <laughs> like, "Hey, you want to? We can fit you in here somewhere. Are you interested?" Hmm. Uh. Who would, uh, all the Marvel characters, okay, so X-Men and Fantastic Four are now in the fold in the Marvel Universe. Gambit. Keanu wouldn't, (laughs) well, uh, Keanu has charisma, but he's a little too dry to be Gambit, I think. I could see Keanu playing, uh, like Cyclops or something, like an old Cyclops. Yeah. He's getting up there in age, so it's like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'd squeeze him in. Dude, uh, I also... I forgot. I also saw um, Aquaman. Oh, okay. Oh. You didn't watch that on a plane, did you? Here we go. Oh, I watched it on the plane. <laughs> I was like, uh, Travis would hate me if I watched it on the plane, so I didn't. That is kind of <laughs> gross, but I'm I'm at least glad you watched so it. So have you not seen it? Not yet, no. Okay. Pretty fun. 
a lot better than See? I thought it was going to be. See? Um, <laughs> I feel like they didn't know how to make the trailer for that movie. Yeah. I mean, or something. I wasn't that excited going into it, but. Yeah, the one liners weren't nearly as bad as I thought they would be. Um, I'm not super into all the underwater stuff, but the action was better than I thought it would be. Even yeah. Underwater. They did some fun stuff with it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything too, like, remarkable Momoa or notable was, about it, except that it wasn't awful. Fine, right? Yeah, he, he was fine. He did his job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I will give it three and a half stars. You gave it a four and a half, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Jesus. I'm max bump. I watched one movie on a plane. I watched uh, the Lego movie, the second part one, or the part, whatever it's called, the part two. Um, it's something weird. It's not part two. It's like the second movie, or oh, the second one, or the something second like part? that. Yeah. I think it's the second part. I liked it quite a bit. It wasn't as good as uh, the first one, but mm-hmm. apparently my thing now is to watch Lego movies on planes because I watched Lego Batman on a plane last year. How about Ninjago? That's on the plane. That's next on the docket, Ninjago. Although I hear that movie is terrible, but um, it's it's pretty funny. It feels like a little bit of a retread, especially at the Have you guys seen it? Yeah. I haven't okay. seen the second one. You haven't? Mm-hmm. They kind of do a similar thing that they did in the first one where it like comes out into the real world. You know what I mean? Uh, it was funny, but it's like, uh, you guys are kind of just repeating a lot of the same stuff you did in the first movie. Yeah. There's some neat little twists along the way. It's funny. It's Not just, as good as Lego Batman? Mm, I would say it's on par with Lego Batman. Mm, so The first yeah. Lego movie is still... <laughs> all three of those movies, I think, are ranged from pretty good to awesome like i think the lego movie original is hilarious the yeah. animation style is fantastic I, I love it yep this one not quite as good but totally worth seeing i wish i had seen it in theaters though that animation style is great <clears throat> yeah um travis you want to know i got some stuff i probably got like three or four uh, things i'll mention before we get out of here tom you can just hop out whenever you need to if you're uh worried about traffic i'm gonna I'm going to coordinate here. <laughs> I watched uh, Climax, the new Gaspar Noe film. Yep. Uh, did you Climax? I did not. Yeah. I was kind of hoping I would, though. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't a great time, the, the whole 96 minutes. Uh, it was okay. Uh, it's You kind of know what you're getting into if you've seen one or two of his films before. Um, it's just... I don't know. It's just kind of a little grotesque and just... I don't really get the point of some of his stuff. I feel like uh, Irreversible is the only one that kind of has a clear point, I guess. Yeah. You know? After The Void, I was like, what? this is just looks like a movie that pe- for people on drugs, you know? Like, there was no really well, real story. Kind of like what this one is, too, but it's like, what if it, like, is like a horrific version? Well, of they're like literally... It's like a bad trip movie, right? Yeah. Like the the dance choreography is pretty cool, and like some of the shots and like just like the setting is kind of cool. But yeah, it's just kind of disturbing because yeah, the whole plot of the movie is they drink this like spiked punch at this party after one of their rehearsals, and it's like laced with acid or whatever, and so everyone starts to like freak out. But like, there's like a kid who drinks it at one point, and like then the kid gets like locked in like a like a electrical room type thing and i don't know just by the end you just feel kind of gross after <laughs> watching it and the whole through line wasn't that like engrossing sure but, 
it was it was decent, I guess. Um, I watched. Oh, I saw Ma. Oh yeah, I Octavia I want to see that. Haley really movie. wants to see it. It's solid. It's a little corny and like kind of cliche, but Octavia it, it looks like it good in the trailer. It. Well, and the trailer gives away a ton. So, like, if you've seen the trailer, at least half paying attention to it, you can probably figure out what's going on in this. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really know like what the whole like you know like reveal or twist would be of this one. Um, but it's a little bit extreme, like once you see it. It feels like in there to shock you and not like an actual logical Well, I don't know, it just it just takes like kind of like one of those like horror tropes of like a slasher trope and just like it just feels kinda of unbelievable. Like it's in the same realm as like Jason or like my bloody Valentine or like not Jason Francis. So <laughs> Ma-, Ma takes off her mask. No, and she's her actual face is a hockey mask. No, but you've seen like the, you've seen the burning. <laughs> yeah, like you know how the setup of that one is, right? The setup. I mean, there's like like a, it's like a slasher movie where basically like someone's like, dead. like the '90s slasher movies, like um, what's it called? I know you did last summer. Yeah, like that or Urban Legend, where like something happens like 30 years ago, and then like it's coming to like redeem themselves and like, it's connect. It's connected to the events. Yeah. Of, okay. So it's one of those plot lines. I kind of get that from the trailer, though. Because she's, like, making out with, like... There's a picture of her, like, kissing the son of someone she went to high school with. Yeah. And you don't say any more if that's, But, like, yeah, I guess I didn't really re- realize what it was going to be. But it's... Like, sure, it's one of those ridiculous horror movies. But just the whole setup of it is kind of ridiculous and cliche. Um, and it... I feel like it could have went a little darker than it did. Yeah. Um... Or, like, maybe just a little bit more shocking, but maybe that was the trailer's fault again by showing too much. It's PG-13, right? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Anything else on on Ma? No, that's about it. That's a good uh, segue if you want to go back to me real quick. Speaking of PG-13 horror movies, I watched Happy Death Day and Mm. Happy Death Day to You. Uh, Haley likes these movies, and I know a lot of people do really like these movies. I've heard some good things. I thought the trailer was stupid, but it looked like it might be kind of fun. Uh, they're both not good. The first one is... I think these movies are really hurt by being PG-13. Like, I think you could have a lot of fun with the kills, because it's kind of poking fun at, like, 80s slashers and, like, 90s slashers. But the actual like people who are actually into horror movies like gore hounds love those movies for like the creative kills right right there are some creative kills in this movie and it sounds grotesque but i wish you get to see it you know what i mean the camera's cuts when you're about to see it because she wakes up yeah i think i would enjoy these movies not a lot more but at least it would improve a little bit if you actually got to see it well that whole gimmick is kind of problematic to begin with because like you spend most of the movie just watching a rehash of what you've already seen but like you know it's just a different version or like an extended version of what you just saw and it's pretty lazy too i mean it's literally they take the idea of groundhog day and put it in like a horror context there's also really no explanation like even after in the first movie she solves the loop or whatever there's no explanation as to how the loop started until the second movie and even then it's like okay well now you should probably explain how this happened it's just like <laughs> the f- second movie is like weirdly sci-fi when the first one is like straight up straight up horror 
Um, I think I enjoyed the second one a little bit more than the first one, just because I it felt a little bit more original and clever just because it's not literally just groundhog's day you know yeah and it's very self-referential and kind of meta in that sense so they're both we're talking like the first one's a two-star movie and the second one's like a two and a half star movie you know yeah i thought they were pretty predictable i thought the acting is really bad except for like the main girl i like her a lot whoever she is in both yeah. the movies she's quite good um a little disappointed though i thought Maybe because Haley liked it and I've heard other good things that maybe this would be right up my alley. Nah. I mean, they're. I mean, why well, I haven't seen the second one, but the first one's like one of those like middle of the road type movies where it's not great, but like watching it isn't maybe like a complete waste of time. That's how I felt about Hellfest from last year. That was yeah. like a solid like three stars, maybe even three and a half. I don't remember, but I really enjoy. It. Even though it's pretty cliche and kind of by the numbers, I had a really good time with it. Yeah, there were things in these movies that I was actively like, "Are you fuck kidding me? <laughs> like this is so stupid." <laughs> Stuff like that, you know. Um. So yeah, I I cannot recommend those movies, but people out there like them. That's all I have to say about that. Those people. Those fucking people. All right, back to you, Travis. Tom. Tom. Tom's dry. He's just he's just texting, trying to figure uh, out what he can get the fuck. I out watched of here. the dead don't <laughs> die. Uh, actually, I'm looking up the lead actress from Happy Death Day. I don't think she's been in much, right? Apparently, she some role in La La Land. Oh yeah, she's, she's one, one of, of Emma the, Stone's roommates. I yeah. think. Yeah, that's where she got her big break. <laughs> big that, break. That she fucking one or blew two up after that. that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw the dead don't die. We were talking about this. Maybe be in a featured review, but didn't really work out. I'm seeing it tomorrow, so you. I don't I know if you just want to wait or um, you can just go. I mean, I'm not probably not going to have that much to say, but I'll say a little bit about it. Okay. So I thought it was decent. It's pretty entertaining and like fun to watch, especially if you're into the genre of zombies. Um, he's definitely having fun with it and doing something a little different. It's very dry. Like you could probably get the gist of that by watching the trailer and just like knowing his style um it goes in some weird directions like ones i wasn't necessarily expecting um but yeah it was it was decent is the twist that all the characters are on like acid and it turns out that they're the zombies and everyone else they're just like murdering innocent people no that's not the twist you need to make that movie (laughs) (laughs) Um, bath salts. Yeah, make a bath salt movie. Oh, I saw that American Woman movie that was probably leaving the theaters this what? weekend. It was American only American Woman like a week. What is it? Uh, it's like a drama. Not even gonna say your goodbyes, Tom. Oh, <laughs> didn't want to interrupt. No, go ahead. I must depart. All right. I right, have dude. been summoned. Later, Tom. Just uh, you can just leave your mic here if you want. Try Sarah looked in the mirror. And she said. My name three times. You just felt. Yeah, it. if you want me to hold on to your mic, I can. Is this the last time we're gonna see you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow, maybe. Uh, 
Sure, I'll leave it with you. It's cause okay. I don't I don't know what kind of like weird sound shit it's gonna do if you try and unplug it while we're recording. You know. Mm, okay. Well, I'll take good care of we'll it. We'll take care of it. I leave the listeners in your capable hands. Okay. Farewell. This ep this episode just turned into an hour and a half into like three and a half hours. Yeah. Because now we don't have time. Now we're gonna like, get into the nitty gritty. Punching over like oh, I'm so bored over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, what are we reviewing next time? Yeah. Should we just skip do that ahead? Right now? Good question. This Dude, this over. summer, this summer is gonna fucking blow. There's like, I mean, what do we have? The Spider-Man's, I think, a, still a couple weeks out. I'm excited for that one, but isn't there something good coming out this weekend? Well, we got Child's Play came out this weekend. We went with Toy Story, obviously, but another doll. I'll see Child's <laughs> Play <laughs> in the same genre. I, I'm gonna see Child's Play too. Um, what the fuck? I kind of want to see Black Anna, even though. It, it's probably not going to be great. Annabelle. Oh, Anna. Yeah, not just Annabelle Anna. comes home. Your favorite. Your favorite uh, movie universe. Cinematic universe. <laughs> the what? The Basson. <laughs> Annabelle. The LBU. Your oh, brother oh, saw. It. Your brother saw. It. He said it was. Just yeah, he okay. said it was okay. Um, yesterday, the new Danny Boyle like oh, Beatles. Yeah. What if the Beatles didn't exist? Movie. Mm, yeah. I love it looks Danny like Boyle, kind of and it's getting good reviews. But well, it's oh. not getting great. reviews. Oh really? Sixty nine percent right oh. now. Oh, maybe I've just been reading the the right or wrong poll. Dude, it's maybe. just the fest, like the festival bump. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, then mid summer. That's coming. That's July. That's, that's like mid July. That is. July yeah. also has Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that's gonna be huge. So Spider Man Far From Home comes out July second, and Midsummer comes out July third. So oh, what day is it now? It's the 22nd. So yeah, both of those movies are going to come out presumably the, the next weekend. We That's going to be huge. Clear your calendar, Tom. You got to see some movies. Last Black Man in San Francisco, I bet <laughs> we'll expand in the next week or two. It's going to be a banger. Stuber with uh, Batista and Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that looks great. That's not till the July 12th, though. I'll be there. Um, there's there's some stuff coming out. Crawl, that crocodile movie. Mm, I'm gonna see that. I'm looking forward to that. Alexandra, <laughs> shut up. Al- no, dude, it's Alexander Aja, the guy who did uh, dude, it e- looks the Evil so Dead bad. remake. It looks like Hurricane Heist, but with alligators. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited like for it. Weird Hurricane Heist Sharknado twist. It's yeah. gonna be oh, sh- oh, they had a Sharknado slot machine in Vegas. It was huge oh, too. It was yeah. like ten feet tall. Anyway. They should have had like a spiraling ramp that goes up to the top and with machines all the way so that people could be just twisting up the tornado. That would have been neat. Yeah. Real missed opportunity <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So who knows? Who fucking knows? Probably Spider-Man. Depends on the timing, I guess. But all right, Tom, we right. will bid you farewell. Adios. Latro. <laughs> You'll see me again. Okay. <laughs> all right, Travis. All right. So back, back to, to business. American Woman. I, did you say what this was? Because I already forgot if you did. Uh, I barely was getting into it. But it's like a drama kind of thriller. I thought it was going to be a little bit more thrilling than it actually was. Not that it's a bad movie, but sure. the trailer plays out like it's going to be like a Winter's Bone type thriller. But yeah. it's only part of that. Um, I mainly went and saw... I mean, I was slightly curious to see this, but Paris, guest host of the show yes <laughs> gave it five stars on letterbox so i was like whoa really gotta make time for that. oh my god <laughs> starring sienna miller and christina hendrix so the 
basic plot is that this mother, her daughter, like, goes missing one day. So whose daughter? Sierra Miller's daughter? Yes. Okay. So her daughter goes Sienna. missing. And she, her daughter also has a kid who's pretty young. And then, you know, no resolution. Kid's been gone for years. Her, you know, her kid or her grandson or whatever is growing up a bit. Uh, and then it's just like about Sienna Miller's character's story about dealing with this tragedy in her life and all the other shit she has to deal with in life. She just doesn't have a great life or like just things are always getting thrown her way and just make life as difficult as possible. She gets shit on by life. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you just kind of go through the struggles of her life and it's set up. You would think it would be mostly just about, her losing her child but it's more so just about her like dealing with all this trauma in her life and just like like just persevering through it all the the tagline is never lose hope this Very sounds inspiring. like right up my alley <laughs> is this a uh, weepy uh it's a little sad but it's i don't know it's it's mostly just like one of those like character driven performances like you just watch it for like her performance and like what she has to go through but um it's good um not five stars though. Not five stars. Get fucked, Paris. There are cool, like, couple, like, directorial choices that, like, set it above like an average movie. But yeah, it's like in a four, four and a half realm. Is this guy done? I'm looking him up. Is this guy done anything else? I don't think so. Oh, he did Welcome to the Rileys. What with, the fuck is that? Um, Tony Soprano and uh, Kristen Stewart. Tony Soprano. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was 2010 this movie came out. It made like $200,000 at the box office. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's already out of theaters. Or at I least most of them. I saw some tweet or article about Sienna Miller. Someone saying that she's finally been given a role like that's up to her ability or something like that. You know, That's all I knew about this, though. Has she been in much? Sienna Miller? I know her name, but I don't... So her biggest movies are American Sniper, Foxcatcher, Lost City of Z, Stardust, High Rise, Layer Cake. So like a lot of like she's been in some stuff, but like fringe indie. Yeah, but I don't. Stuff. She hasn't played the lead in any of those movies. Yeah, though. I think she played the lead in Factory Girl. I think that's kind of where she got her big. It was like her break. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, it was decent. I would definitely recommend catching up with it. Aaron Paul's in it as well. Oh, nice. I like that plays guy. Plays a love interest. That's the part of the story that I didn't love that much. Yeah. Just yeah. the way it like resolves itself and like it's just kind of like predictable. Sure. Uh, besides that, um, I rewatched the Hunger Games. Like the first one? <laughs> yeah. That's the one I like the most. Oh, dude. Catching Fire is the best one. You think so? For, for sure. I liked Hunger Games. I thought Gary Ross did a great job directing <laughs> it. Like the, uh, he's kind of got like a frenetic like kinda feel like to the, it. The and Paul like, Greengrass, yeah. shaky cam kind of thing. But I thought it worked for like that kind of story or environment, especially like the first time entering Hunger Games. Like he tries to create this like chaoticness where like even like the light is blinding when like she comes out of the like little tunnel or whatever. Right. And like 
yeah, everything's like out of focus and just like, yeah, it's like shell shocked almost. Um, and then like, I didn't realize there was so much blood in this one either. Like for a PG 13, like young adult type movie, there's quite a bit of blood, especially at the start when they do like the, the initial bloodbath when they all come yeah, out into the, but there's like blood, like flying everywhere. <laughs> I mean, not everywhere, but like, it's like surprising. There's no it. blood in like the dark Knight, you know? Like, even, like, a shotgun blast, point blank, there's yeah. not really any blood. Yeah. But, like, there is blood in this, so that was kind of a shock. I don't really remember it being that bloody before. Um, I mainly watched this just because I've been playing a ton of Apex, and I wanted a God. movie version of <laughs> <laughs> uh, And I, re- I remember really liking this in the theater, mainly just because I think my expectations were so low. Like, I was going in thinking it was going to be, like, Twilight, but just a different version of it, but... This is much better than the first Twilight, at least. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a little corny and, um, yeah, like a little convenient, but it's it's still good. Um, I'm kind of curious to watch Catching Fire again, at least, but I remember, what's the last one called? Mockingjay. Yeah, part one and two. I remember that being kind of a slog. Part one was brutal. <laughs> I, di- I didn't even bother watching part two because oh of that God. so i still have not seen did it. you read all the books i though? did yeah, yeah 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 i think the first one is the best though story-wise like book and movie see even the book i i, I liked uh catching, catching fire, fire a lot yeah okay maybe i'll go back to that one <laughs> um isn't that one pretty much the same thing but it's like the all-star version this time yeah yeah uh do you have anything else yeah i have a couple things um i finally watched little children oh yes which uh i borrowed about three years ago um it was good too much hype yeah (laughs) at this point yeah um i enjoyed it there were some things about it that i thought were a little tedious um I'm like two weeks removed from it now, so I'm trying to remember. I had some stuff that I wanted to bring up when we were going to record, and now I'm just like totally blanking on it. Um, I did thought I thought the ending was pretty unsatisfying. Like I was expecting that the whole movie was going to be building up towards something, and then it just kind of it kind of does though. Not really. I mean, I get what they were going for, but it wasn't satisfying to me yeah like i i I get it i get the point they were trying to make and you know it's just like suburban like kind of fucked like the movie is kind of about like it has kind of like an american beauty type vibe totally it's very similar Or like on the surface everything is perfect or whatever but then like once you get into it there's like all these like for lack of a word like seedy things going on underneath and like like no one's really like happy in their current state, even though they like pretend like they're living this perfect life. And then the whole title has like a double meaning, like little children, like it's actually the adults who are acting childish right. in this scenario. And there's there's also like a through line of like sexual perversion because it deals with infidelity and and child molestation and sort of stuff like that. You know, so there's yeah. kind of this like sexual <laughs> tension that runs through it. Uh, I did see Patrick Wilson balls. That was yes. cool. That was I almost turned it off after that. I was like, "All right, three years in the making. I seen the balls. <laughs> Let's get out of here." Um, you have to be paying attention, though. I wouldn't have noticed if you hadn't said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said something. 
Um, I'm pretty sure I read that as like an IMDb goof. Like a goof. And yeah, then the yeah. next time I watched it, I was like, I got to see these <laughs> things. Um, I thought there was some interesting drama, especially through like the, the center. But there were just some scenes that I remember I was like, this feels really forced. Like like the scene where Jack Earl Haley's like pedophile character, like gets in the water and everyone's oh, like yeah. oh my god is that him oh my god it is him and then all of a sudden they're just like a mass like everyone's screaming and running out of the pool and everyone's just watching him yeah it was effective i guess but it felt very like forced cinematic moment you know like i don't think that's how that moment would would shake out in real life yeah because then he gets escorted out by the police and everyone there's like a moment where everyone's just kind of like it's frozen right and then everyone's like Woo! and then the kids jump back in the pool all at once and it's like all right let's get back to party time but that is like the type of environment or like neighborhood that would overreact to something like that oh sure i don't i don't necessarily think it was an overreaction i think it was more just the way the scene was staged because it was like everybody all of a sudden was like freaking out you know what i mean yeah um little like things was, like there's that. like a turd in the pool right yeah yeah <laughs> There was some interesting drama in it, though. I thought the performance was pretty Haley good. Jackie Haley does have a pretty good performance in it. He's not... I saw he was nominated for an Oscar. He's kind of barely in it. Yeah. His whole thing, I thought, was kind of... I mean, he... For people who haven't seen the movie, I guess I don't need to spoil it, but he uh, harms himself. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit shocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was a good movie, though. I'm glad I watched it. It just wasn't... I don't know. It wasn't mind-blowing. Yeah. I had some issues with it, but... Yeah. Good performances, though. And I do like the whole like how they're like they're unhappy but they're trying to find happiness but like because of that they're like basically ruining their family's lives and like how that kind of plays out yes um i also watched the miseducation of cameron post from last year very similar in theme to boy erased it's like a gay conversion movie um i didn't love boy erased but i do think it was better than this movie i think Uh, we've probably feel the same way about both of these movies i think we gave them similar star ratings at least i think cameron post they gave a three and a half maybe a three three. something like that and then boy erase i think was a four for me and i maybe gave it a three and a half or four (laughs) yeah uh it was just i don't know there was not very much character development everyone's just defined by their sexuality you know well didn't it just feel like you've seen it before yeah well because i had i had seen boy erase (laughs) boy erase was a lot more affecting than, than yeah. this movie it just but there's there's other movies like that like short term 12 has the same kind of feeling i mean sure different subject matter but the vibes are similar yeah yeah it was okay uh, i don't know it i didn't think it was a movie that needed to be made yeah it felt like the movie thought it was you. a lot more poignant <laughs> yeah because <laughs> a lot of people really liked that movie and i was pretty underwhelmed by yeah it. i was i think it's like an important story to tell but I feel like the story's been told before. So, if you're gonna watch one gay conversion therapy movie from 2018, <laughs> watch Boy Race. <laughs> we need to have a top five. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I watched that, and then I watched three documentaries, two of which I'm barely gonna talk about. I watched Running with Beto. Uh, Beto O'Rourke is running for president now, but he did run for Senate against Ted Cruz in Texas. So the movie follows his like Senate campaign. I'm assuming this is new. Yeah, it came out earlier this year. Netflix or uh, HBO. Oh. Um, so I watched it there. 
it was good. I liked the guy. Uh, it was an interesting story. It was cool to see him on the campaign trail and how his message resonated with the people in Texas because Texas, by and large, is a very, very, very Republican state. So yeah. the fact that he actually turned it into a competitive race was cool. Um, but I already had followed his campaign when it was happening, so it's not like there are any like revelations. He seems like a cool dude, though. It's worth watching if you're interested in politics, but even for a politics movie, it's not. No, I would watch Knock Down the House, the Netflix one. Oh yeah. Before I would watch Running with Beto. Um, I watched a documentary called The Family I Had. I barely remember it because it was just another one of those like family rocked by murder, you know. Mm. And it was a troubled kid, but there were so many warning signs. Like at the beginning, they tried to make it out. It's like, oh, he's he's. We had no idea he was capable of such a thing. So, and then by the end of it, it's like, are you guys fucking stupid so for wait, not thinking? So what's the case or what's the setup? Uh, I can't remember where it takes place. It's like maybe Texas or something like that. 15-year-old, 14-year-old kid stabs his little sister to death in her bed uh, when she was like she was like four or five or something like that. Um, so it's like the aftermath of that. It interviews the mom and the grandma. There's all this like fucked up family stuff. So that was kind of interesting, but it was the guy who committed the murder is very obviously a sociopath. He's very deadpan. So wait, how old was he when he committed the crime? Like 13. And now he's... He's probably in his mid-20s or something like Mm. that. Did they interview him at all? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, he is... Does he, like, feel remorse or, like... He says he does, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. When you're talking... When you're interviewing a sociopath, they don't make for very good interview subjects because right. they're just, like, there's nothing. You know what I mean? He's clearly a very intelligent kid. Yeah. But... Is he in prison? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. for life? Or? I think so, yeah. Um. So, does, I'm assuming he got tried as an adult and all that? Mm-hmm. Or, like... I think he spent time in a juvenile facility. I can't remember. Mental like I said, I wasn't very interested in it. So it was kind of like a, it was on, but I kept looking at my phone. It's not the most well-made documentary. And I was just like, are you guys fucking stupid? Like, how did you not? They had the opportunity like to, to commit him <laughs> to, a, to a psychiatric <laughs> hospital. And they didn't. And he ended up killing his little sister. Do you, you know not I mean? see the sign? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched that, and then I watched Apollo 11, the mm. space Apollo 11 trip, landing on the moon, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, that kind of shit. It was quite good, but... Free Solo is better, right? Um, I would say they're comparable, <laughs> yeah. The problem is that we just saw First Man last year, and yeah. that's dramatized, obviously, but makes it more interesting because there's like cinematic touches yeah i love what they did with the footage in apollo 11 like they restored it and it, it looks really cool it's cool seeing 50 year old footage that looks like it was just filmed yesterday you know what i mean yeah that was really cool but i don't know yeah no the footage looks really good but it is it's kind of boring yes. and like i think it's presented in a cool way but it's still kind of boring and like familiar territory yes like if you're an american like over a certain age like 
you know this story. You've seen and, footage yeah. of the moon landing. Well, last year, the... last year I saw First Man, and I went to the NASA like space center when whatever. you were in Houston. Yeah, and yeah. so like, and we watched a documentary there, and so like seeing this just didn't feel that special to me. Sure, but maybe if I hadn't seen both those or you know done both those things last year, it would have been a different a experience. little bit more awe inspiring. But yeah, um, yeah. Some people were calling this like. Like this is the reason why IMAX exists, and like, yeah, this best is documentary like ever. the cinematic event of the year, and it's just like it was fine. I didn't see it in IMAX, but I have a nice 4K TV, so I mean, you know, it was an yeah. adequate viewing experience. <clears throat> and sure, maybe it would have been more impressive in IMAX, but it was just like you said, a little, a little dry. Yeah. Um, I just have two TV things that I'll talk about real quick, so you can um, wrap up. I don't really have much else. Um, I will say that I started Too Old to Die Young, the Nicholas Winning Reffin show on Amazon Prime. As did I. I am three episodes in now. It's fucking 13 three. hours long, right? I th- people are saying it's 10 hours, and the episode's very... They're usually like 60 to 90 minutes long, but I saw the last episode's only a half hour long. So I think it's like around 10 hours total. But so far, I'm not really digging it. Like, sure, it has like a cool score and like it looks really good, but like that's kind of what you expect from his kind of stuff. But like, I don't know, some people are loving this and saying like his style, like, like meshes really well with like long form television, but. I think like it's the opposite. Like if you're going to be that like slow and like self-indulgent and meditative, like it needs to be like 90 minutes to two hours long. Right. Like there's certain slow things that like I get into and just vibe with, but this one I'm not really vibing with. And like, I'm getting like true detective season two vibes and I didn't really like that. I just found it kind of painful. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't. There's just not enough going on in this to like really keep me that interested. But it does sound like it picks up a bit, like at least episodes four and five, because I know those are the two that like premiered as a movie at Cannes. And it sounds like there's a pretty cool car chase in one of those things. But like, you can't justify like a ten hour series for like one for a cool car chase. chase, Yeah, (laughs) not even me. (laughs) Yeah, I watched the first half hour of the first episode while I was working, like in between doing stuff, and that's not. You can't do that. It's... It was kind of funny you said that because it sounds like it doesn't really make sense you saying that, but it totally makes sense if that makes sense. Like <laughs> it's so slow that like I need to dedicate my time to it when like, I don't know, when things are like slower, like, you know, not much going on, you feel like you could kind of just have it on in the background, but you're like, no, I need to focus on this like slow thing. It's not right. really going anywhere. Because there's not really much <laughs> happening. So it's like you watch for three minutes, nothing happens. You go do a thing, come back five, ten minutes later, watch it. Maybe one mildly interesting thing happens. Yeah. And your attention gets taken elsewhere. Like I feel like the show is big on atmosphere. And you can't really get that when you're watching it in chunks. Right. But I could already tell it's going to probably be problematic for me. Like, the movie essentially opens with a person in an authority position trying to take advantage of a woman. And it just felt really gross to me. And maybe I need to just keep watching, but it didn't feel justified. It felt like it was just in there because, like, these are evil men. These are 
bad men doing bad things to women you know it's like that's not a cool narrative frame like maybe you can try and flip it later but that doesn't excuse like the self-indulgent like women hating stuff that's in it so again only the first 30 minutes well i'll make time for at least so far all three episodes have been pretty different and like miles teller character isn't even in the second episode really but then he's like following someone in the third episode but most of that hour is just like it's there's not much going on and like that's how it's felt like all three episodes yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know i'm i'm still curious and i'll i'm sure i'll finish it but probably slowly yes bit of a slog yeah okay anything else you you want to mention before i wrap up uh oh i I do want to just talk about goodfellas for a second sure um it had been a while since you've seen it right yeah, I've only seen it a couple times, and this is one of those movies that like I've always liked, but maybe not like agreed with all of the praise. Just because so it was a little overrated, maybe. Yeah, just because it, it was like this and at least like Fight Club were like the two movies I remember being like on the top of everyone's list of like favorite movies when I was like super into like researching movies online or like film clubs online, like on like Joe Blow or whatever. And it seemed like Goodfellas or Fight Club were like the two movies and i always thought it was good but just maybe not up there as like one of my favorites it's still not my my, one of my favorite movies and still not even like one of my favorite scorsese movies but not even one of your favorite scorsese movies i mean well how many how many do i get (laughs) like is it top five i'm sure it's top five yeah um like if we're talking top three maybe it's third but like it's Taxi Driver will always be like That's far and away movie. his best movie in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd have to rewatch some of his stuff, but I don't know. It's like probably in like the three to five range for me. Um, I think part of that is just because there's so many things that have imitated it, and also like this genre is kind of overdone. Like there's just been so many renditions of it, and like The Sopranos is like a whole fucking TV show that like is in the same realm as this. So like. I don't know, maybe it just feels a little tired, and even though it was, like, one of the first ones to do it and do it right, like, it still just feels, like, a little samey. Um, but I love the cast, and I just think it's super entertaining, and, like, the filmmaking is, like, pretty superb. Like, yeah. there's a lot of cool, um, just, like, directorial choices, like, the, the long takes, the, like, freeze frame, like, the, the narration works really well. Scorsese loves uh, freeze frames. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just like the choice of music and stuff, it's just a lot of fun to watch. Um, Cass is awesome, but Joe Pesci is the MVP of the movie. I would say the same his, thing about Casino, too. He fucking oh, kills yeah. in Casino, too. <laughs> but his introduction scene in this, I text you and Tyler about it, but in it's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> when he's, he's like telling a story at the table, and the whole setup is like he gets brought into questioning for something, um, and he's like relaxing on the beach or whatever. And he gets brought in for questioning by like a detective or something. And the, the detective keeps like grilling him and he's saying like, you're going to tell me something. He's like, all right, I'll tell you something. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and like, as he says it, like the whole table just dies laughing. And then he like impersonates him, like making like punching or boxy noises. So he, he's like, yeah, go fuck your mother. Bing, bang, pow. It <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. And then the whole like, Ray Liotta calling him a funny guy and him like overreacting about it but like I just love the like duality of his character how like he's like 
can tell a super funny story and be the funny guy, but then like he's also super intimidating and like you don't want to fuck with him and he's like kind of unhinged. So like, yeah, just like playing that off in like a three or four minute scene, I thought was pretty awesome. Is that that's a different scene than the the pen scene, right? The pen scene doesn't he like fucking stab a guy in the neck in the bar with a pen or something? Or am I thinking the casino? I think that might be casino, but he does do a couple things like that in this movie yeah I swear, it's a scene in a bar pretty early on in the movie uh, maybe it is casino I'm, this I'm one thinking. he gets all riled up about this scene i'm talking about he gets all riled up because of like he has a tab that's like reached like a few thousand dollars or something like that and he's like you're busting my balls over a few thousand dollars you know how much money we pay in here blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so like he gets all mad at them and then there's like the scene where he shoots the dude in the foot because like he doesn't offer him a drink do you remember that? No. Oh, they're like playing poker like downstairs at one of their houses or whatever. And then he does freak out and kill like someone really important like halfway through the movie, but I forget exactly why, but it's in a bar. But he's just like unhinged. Like, Maybe I need to watch this movie again. <laughs> I swear I watched it not that long ago, but I think I was half paying attention. Like a like a pen, like something like Yes, a pen that you like write with. Okay. I think it was a pen. But he just fucking stabs a guy in the neck with, with something like that. I it, it must be casino. Maybe yeah, I don't know. If it's good fellows, maybe I was just zoning out that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's about it though for me. Okay. Uh real quick uh, well, I'm not, I can't really talk about it, but Big Little Lies, two episodes oh, yeah. in. First episode, I was like, eh, this is good, but it's not really living up to the first season. Episode two is fantastic. It was one of the best episodes of that show that I think I've seen. Oh, the whole mm-hmm, series. Including the first season. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, I think it's off to a really, really strong start. I'm excited about that. And then. This is like, it sets up like right after the first season, right? Like, it's the aftermath of the events of well, season Well, it was like one. a year later. I think something like that. Cause the kids are older. So that they, they're in like the next grade. Um, and then just this morning I finished my binge watch of season two of girls incarcerated. I don't even know. What I think is. I talked about this last year. It's a Netflix reality TV show where they follow like a, a female, like juvenile penitentiary in Indiana so it follows like the warden and you have the girls and they do background profiles of the girls and you see the drama. So it's like tr- trashy reality so wait, TV. did season two just pop up then or something? Season two came out yesterday. Oh, okay. So I binge watched it yesterday, finished <laughs> it today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's pretty entertaining. It's like mindless, but it's also kind of heartfelt. Like you really feel for some of the girls and you see their progress in the program and the people who work there are really fucking kind like especially the warden like he's a really cool guy um so it, it's like a feel-good trashy drama you know reality tv type things so yeah. that, that's why i liked it and i like the the quote-unquote characters so that's why I, I immediately binge watched it yeah um and then we got uh <clears throat> last chance you season four is like a month away oh shit i think it premieres <laughs> july 19th same school or new school same school as season three okay so that guy awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm pretty excited for that i know tom will be excited for that too so yeah. um okay i think that's all i got that's all i want to talk about anyway so that's it for you too yeah i don't think i have anything else cool beans well still a little bit up in the air what we're gonna do on the next episode but 
maybe Spider-Man. I guess it's going to depend on the timing. We'll definitely see Spider-Man. Um, so to be determined, but want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. As always, like us on social media. Give us a review on, uh, I guess you can't call Apple it iTunes Podcast. anymore. Uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts. You can still do it, right? Like they still have the infrastructure because iTunes is. Yeah, you should be able to to do it through like directly through the app. I think app. you can do it. Yeah, like if I wanted to leave a review right now on the app, I should be able your to. Phone? Okay, yeah, that stuff helps our visibility. So tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We will be back in a couple weeks. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>